Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 376, where the ego has landed. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Good. Which ego are we talking about? Uh, that depends. I'll if claim it. If it's Sean, there three, needs to be a large landing strip. Perhaps three egos have landed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you guys have a good Easter? I'm pretty low-key. We didn't do anything. Went and saw a movie. That was pretty much it. We did a low-key hunt in the afternoon after naps were had. You, hunt, you hunted for Loki? We hunted for Loki. <laughs> Did not find him. He's very uh-huh. elusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we had the kids come over, and they, they hung for about an hour and hunted uh, eggs, and we had quiche. We felt that was an appropriate Easter uh, dinner. We just had lunch with my dad and then went over to Sarah's mom's and hung out there most of the afternoon and just chilled mostly. Well, the only Easter egg hunting we did was uh, hunting for Easter eggs in the new uh, player, uh, Ready Player One movie. Ah, how was it? It was good. I enjoyed it. It wasn't everything I wanted it to be, um, but it was good. And it sticks to the heart of the book and um, has a lot of great, fun Easter eggs. And you'll have to see it probably a dozen times before you see even a, uh, make a dent in them. There are so many in there. This is going to be a really fun one to buy on Blu-ray and Frame by Freeze frame, frame. Yeah. through the whole thing because there's so much, <laughs> so much density to it. Um, yeah, I, we saw it as well, and it's it's not the book. If you go in really really hyped and expecting the book, you, I think you'll be disappointed. But it didn't look like the book from the trailers. Just honestly. keep in mind that it's obviously it's a different medium, but the, as you said, the spirit of it's there, and a lot of it is stuff that they changed. I think because cinematically you have to because right, you can't right. do parts yeah. of that. I caught up on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm finally completely caught up to last Friday. So uh, nice. the week Us before too. that, but not, not this last weekend, but the week before that with the Fitz story going on. <laughs> oh, man, that was yeah. intense. Oh, I loved wow, that. That was really good. Man, that was that was the best episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have seen in a long time. Yeah. Did you guys do anything else? John, did you do anything else? I watched Sugar Land Express for the first time ever. Spielberg's. First theatrical film. Oh. Not including the reissue of Duel, which was a TV movie that he did that they thought was really good and released it in theaters. Hmm. It's Goldie Hawn. I didn't know that the Duel was a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Now that you say that, it looks like a TV movie. Yeah. It was a TV oh. movie that they, uh, they they thought, wow, this is great. And then they expanded it, put some footage that he'd cut out of it back in and released it to theaters. Oh, I did not know that. But uh, yeah, Sugar Land Express, amazing. Can't believe it's taking me this long to watch it. I've never seen it. It is great. It's if it wasn't for the subject matter, it'd be a comedy <laughs> because it's 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 so very much light touch throughout it, uh, and there's a lot of funny moments. I mean, we laughed all the way through it. But it, I mean, it's kind of dealing with it's a, a a mother who's been deemed unfit who's going to get her 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 son back. And sounds she, like a riot. Yeah, right. Uh, and she breaks her. Uh, a, a husband out of jail. Well, he has four months left on his sentence. <laughs> and she breaks him out to go get the kid back. It's really good. It cool. was good. I recommend it. Anything else? Let's move on to news. No news. Well, let's We're move not on to feedback. Talk about all that stuff we talked about. Well, let's oh. move on to feedback real quick so that we can uh, have Sean sing this week's song. Feedback. 
feed uh, no, We've okay. got some feedback. You can just stop there. You All right, should we go back there. to the news you wanted to talk yeah. about? Then? Jazz hands. Who's <laughs> <laughs> oh, feedback? Why would you assume there's a song every week? Uh, we just thought maybe you were back onto a onto a thing. Right, you go back on vacation, I'll sing again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Headed back to Florida then. He bought it. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ben for feedback. Ben writes, Encore, Encore. Feedback's been a bit thin again, so I thought I'd pipe in with some thoughts. First, we are finally on the cusp of getting surgery done on my ankle, as I've finally gotten a date for it. It'll be nice to get back to normal-ish soon. Normal soon-ish. Norm- not normal. <laughs> <laughs> he might be normal-ish, too. Uh, yeah, maybe. Apologize, Ben. Depends normal on the surgery, soon-ish. I <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends on where they put his ankle. If they stitch it to his forehead, that might not be a good thing. Next, I finally finished Red, White, and Who? Well, sort of. I finished the chapters portion of the book. The last 300 or so pages are all appendices. Ow. I just can't bring myself to look at that many charts, maps, etc. Well, Glenn could. Glenn would skip to that part. Other <laughs> 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 <our> infographs. <laughs> I gave the book five stars on Goodreads. It wasn't the most gripping of books, but it was incredibly detailed. And for that fact alone, it deserved a great rating. It didn't hurt that you guys, along with a local bookstore, which has long since closed, were mentioned in the book. Which we didn't really talk about that at all. No, we, we did. We, we forgot was, about it, actually. Had, uh, <laughs> given us a heads up that we were in the book. Yours truly. Is. Yeah. Listed among um, American Doctor Who podcasts. Uh, I think Podshock was mentioned. Verity was mentioned. Um, can't remember the other one. Radio Free Scar, I Radio think. Free. And Adventures in Time and Space. But is that, a, is that American? What? Radio Free Scar? Shouldn't that be Canadian? No, it should be technically Canadian. Although, Canadian. Or was it North American? I didn't, was Radio Free Scar mentioned? I, I know Podshock was, and I know Verity was, but I don't remember. Remember where Maybe it wasn't Radio. Uh, RFS might have been. I can't remember. Anyway. But we were, so that's... that's <laughs> That's the, let's get that's, to the important the part. Most important let's thing. not talk about these other guys. Let's talk about us. That was the, the important part. Yeah, we're apparently in the book. Which came as news to us. <laughs> Here we go. I found the excerpt. Uh, a small random sampling of American podcasts turns up such titles as Verity, Earth Station Who, Traveling the Vortex, Playing Doctor, The Writer's Room, Who 37, Adventures in Time, Space, and Music. So Dr. Phil's gets a mention. The Omega Podcast, The Others Podcast, Rowdy Bomb, Who's Talking, Who's On, and more. I think Podjock's mentioned in the uh Are they prior Canadian paragraph. also? No. Oh. Isn't Podjock mentioned in the prior? Yeah, up, yeah. up higher. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what sets up the the fact that they the whoever wrote that did the quick search based on the fact that Podshock was kind of the first one, first American ah, podcast. Gotcha, gotcha. Now there are many among us. <laughs> Traveling us the Vortex, them. still following Podshock. <laughs> Not inaccurate. Uh, ben continues, Lastly, I've been trying to get some classic Doctor Who watching in. I'm currently watching the Aztecs. I try to get an episode a day in, but I've missed a few days recently. It's not my favorite of stories so far. And that factors into how hard I try to find the time to watch. That's it for now. Hope you're all well. Take care and safe travels through the vortex. Now, Ben, I have to. Have you not seen the Aztecs? Surely you watched the Aztecs. Perhaps not. Well, stick with it because it should become one of your favorites. <laughs> we hope. I hope. It's a good one. It is a good one. And as always, thank you for writing. I didn't think that implied he hadn't seen it, just that he was trying to get some in right now. So I suppe that could be. Uh, so it just means it's not one of his favorites. 
and we wanted to <laughs> to, to, to throw out a, a special thank you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He uh, sent us some books to put in the prize vault uh, and a nice little handwritten note, which was a nice surprise to get yeah. on my doorstep come mm. last Monday. We will definitely uh, add those into the prize vault and uh, we'll be giving those prizes away very soon. Yes. The Great Traveling the Vortex Prize Vault. You put great before anything. It sounds awesome. I do. It, <laughs> that's it what is we a should. great vault. Now, see, if we had been the Great Traveling the Vortex podcast we would have been listed first and pod shock would have been second (laughs) (laughs) probably not uh so should we move on to our reviews let's our great reviews are they gonna be the great traveling the vortex review section so let's move on to our reviews. This is a warning, or the mind's eye. This is a <laughs> I thought war- you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> this is a warning for all spacefarers. You must keep away from this planet. It's hostile. Repeat, hostile. On a planet with no name, the doctor finds himself confronted by a faulty memory and some killer plants. In a distant galaxy, Aramem leads a troubled empire. Back on Earth, Perry tells her son about the good old days when she used to travel with a man called the doctor. No, she didn't. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> that being said, I enjoyed this one. Really? Yeah. Of course, it's my second listen. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little more out of it the second time? <laughs> no, but part of it is Hayden. And that actor who plays Hayden is always so despicable in everything I've seen him in. That Everything being Game of Thrones. He just makes the ride even more enjoyable because I just he tries to get you to like him through most of the story, and because of who he is as an actor, I don't. <laughs> but he almost gets me there, and then he shows his true colors, and I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have liked you. <laughs> who is he in Game of Thrones? He was one of the uh, brothers in black that led against Jon Snow. Okay. Did he have a name? I won't know it. I'm just I was going to say, you don't know his name. So. <laughs> Owen Teal is the actor. Yeah, the actor's Owen Teal. Sir Alistair Thorne. Nope. Anyway. Oh, now he's going to show me a picture. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, that guy. Yeah, I totally know that guy. I wish you could see this guy at home. <laughs> and it's a, the, the story is a prototype Dream Crabs. Mm-hmm. Which I enjoyed and think it might have been done a little bit better here than in a TV show. Because, you know, there weren't so many layers and we didn't know what was real and what's not. Actually, that set me up to think that the Doctor was inside a dream and the dreams of Perry and Araman were inside that dream because of the way that it kind of had got set up. And so I thought it was going to be dreams within dreams, oh, but yeah. didn't end up no, didn't. playing out that uh, way, Especially so. the ending, where he's like, I've got to go back for them. And, you know, because that's the exact logic that he used to get Aram out. It's always this, and there's this revolution. I mean, isn't it a little odd that there's this continually series of escalating events? They're gonna, and, and as soon as they got dragged off into the jungle and he's like well i've got to go try and save them it's like oh okay you're you're totally still hooked up to a plant somewhere yeah. who's going to save you and then it ended and that wasn't the way it went at all <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> sort of like, that's sort I of what had i it had another part it would have gone that direction probably um i also enjoyed the the dreams of perry and Ar- uh and Aramim. Aramim more than perry 
arguably, because it was, you know, future and difference. And, it was but, future but not different. Well, that's true. <laughs> so it was a nice melding of Which of, makes of sense that things. that would be Araman's dream, because she would dream probably of what she was most familiar. Yeah. And so that made sense, but I thought that was the most boring of the stories that oh, was really? going on. Mm-hmm. I really kind of got engaged in Perry Perry's dream. <laughs> I kind of got engaged with Perry's dream, but so then it started showing its stripes, which purposely so was soap property. Yeah. And while I stopped enjoying it because of that. They even telegraphed that it, from the get-go. It made sense once, once it's kind of revealed that, so she kind of, they imply that she it, she's dreaming about what she knows. I don't think that would be Perry's dream, to be honest with no, you. but true. At least not, for, not soap opera-y like that. She might dream of meeting somebody and getting married and having a uh, you know a son or even a stepson but i don't that just it kind of it kind of forced the american stereotype for me mm-hmm. by doing the oh she's dreaming in soap opera format well <laughs> and i didn't get the impression she sat around or ever watched any soap operas even in you know in anything we've had of her backstory she wasn't that type of person i mean she studies biology for crying out loud. I mean, it just they just kind of dumbed her down to do that, in my opinion. That was a the biggest bit, problem yeah. I had with it. I actually thought the Airman story was was kind of interesting until all of a sudden there was a revolution, and, and it is just like, why are people trying to kill you? Because I, I I really get the impression that Airman would be a good leader, that she would be a, you know, Pharaoh or otherwise, that she would be a a good and benevolent leader, and now all of a sudden people are trying to kill her. And it's done just for the purposes of, you know, ratcheting up the, the, the tension. And, right. You know, we assume that the plant is probably feeding off the adrenaline or something, and that's why it's doing it or whatever. Yes. Yeah, they almost needed some sort of drop line of why the tension needed to... Yeah. Like, like they needed more adrenaline built into their system to In feed order off to move of, into that next stage of... Yeah, of they needed something sleep. of yeah. that. Of I course, just kind of went so there much automatically. So this was unknown but, about right. these plants right. that you can kind of also excuse that aspect yeah. of it that no one knows. But, um, yeah, with Perry. But it, I think as a listener, we needed a little more yeah. substance for why. We, yeah. were, we were getting kind of spoon-fed a lot of this stuff. With, with Perry, it was an automatic turn-off. That that's where they went with it. Because of all the aspects of Perry's character, you could have built a dream around. You went with, oh, she longs for a husband. And a, yeah, a, I didn't a even nice have, normal life. But no, I didn't even no. have a problem with that. It's just then it got it got very, you know... The friend, the betrayal of the friend, and you know, it wasn't and really then, a betrayal. Yeah, it wasn't really a betrayal. I mean, they just it, it it was just the whole soap opera aspect of it that I that soured me. Yeah, no, I I think anybody dreams of finding their perfect mate. Anybody dreams of having a family, that was fine, and I'd like to see that for Perry. But then just to turn it into this like. Saturday, or not Saturday, weekly afternoon soap opera, just kind of. Bleh. Well, and they double whammyed you because at the end of part two. Um, when the betrayal happens and Perry runs out and gets hit by a car. So then she comes to in the hospital and everybody's there and he gives her this explanation and she's like, oh, okay, but you've set me up with the soap opera. So now I don't trust that explanation. And that was kind of the way I went with it too. And I I kept waiting for the other shooter. He's still lying to her. He just figured out a way to lie to her. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if there was a fourth part, maybe we would have got there, but it it just, they needed to wrap everything up and then, then walk the doctor to save her. It just, Everything about the Perry story arc I didn't like. There was, there, was, there was everything about it. It was just kind of like, nye, nye, nye. the outside the dream stuff was pretty cool. 
I liked the, the, the plants and the planet and the military with the, the that was a cool setup. Um, killer baboons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> the idea that the doctor works for the uh, EPA. Did you say baboons? I thought you said lemurs. They were more like lemurs. Yeah, they might have been. I don't remember. Jekylls is what they call Jekylls, them. Jekylls, yeah. But then it turns out to be the other guy that's that's working for the FDA, EPA, whatever it is. Um, so I like those the elements FDA. of it, but it just it cohesively didn't hold together very well for me. It was a nice twist there when we it's revealed that he's there, you know, looking into this and investigating it. And I thought that was kind of cool because I didn't expect that either. So when, anytime you can surprise me on something or catch me off on guard on something, I, then I enjoy that element of it. But And then I had a problem with the end when we get to the... Um, Okay, well, we, we we barricaded ourselves in this room. What do we do? Well, we're going to cut a hole out into the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> the jungle that you've been telling us this whole time is treacherous once the sun goes down and to the point where you evacuated the planet, and now these things are destroying what's left of the base, and you just want to stroll out into the jungle and go look for the TARDIS, which, by the way, is where you got nabbed by the plants. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. Well, they really didn't have any other That's, option. However. And the doctor That's makes the that point at, at the very least. He says, "Well, we don't have a choice." And so, get dropping that line to me, I thought, "Okay, yeah, I don't agree with you going out there, but you got a point. You're now based under siege. You've got to get out yeah. of there." So. And not even under under siege. It is under destruction. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no shuttle, no flyer, no transmat. Just yeah, we're gonna cut a hole in the wall and walk out. <laughs> well, no, the shuttle got destroyed. With the captain in it. I've seen Jurassic Park. This is a bad plan. <laughs> the doctor's smarter than Dennis. <laughs> I've read Grandfather Infestation. This is a bad plan. <laughs> Don't go near the plants. That's just a general rule now. Yeah. Um, I think the, the biggest problem I had was the... Fortunately, they didn't stick with it too long. But with dropping us in the middle right off the bat that Aram's off doing her thing and that Perry's off doing her thing and both of them have vague memories that the other one left. It automatically set me into the, well, okay, we know that's not actually happening. You know? Right. And I'm glad that they didn't draw that out because, again, there's a lot of people would have the, well, let's just see how long I can dangle the audience with this carrot. It's like, oh, please, no. We know already. <laughs> so they didn't, uh, and again, maybe it was that shortened format which normally for these three parters i find works so much better because i frequently complain that they're too long but this one just didn't didn't gel for me wasn't long enough <laughs> yeah yeah well, um, that's partially because there's some really good ideas in there that could yeah. have yeah. fleshed out even better i didn't actually make the dream cab association until you said that make the oh dream crab dream yeah. crab yeah it pretty much is and it came out long before so mm-hmm. you know yeah who wrote it? Colin Brake. He also wrote Three's a Crowd. Which uh, is the one where the crocodile thinks that Perry yeah. thinks that um, Araman was killed by. Oh, yeah. A little callback there. Yeah. I guess that makes sense that he would call back <laughs> to, that, to that episode. That story. And that's pretty much all the audio he's done. He's done some Bernie Summerfield at Django Lightfoot, and that's about it. A lot yeah. of novels. Or short stories. I didn't hate it. I just I had problems with it. I'm, I'm in the exact same boat as you. I didn't hate it, but I had real issues with it. So I had a fun ride with it. 
<laughs> Maybe I need to listen to it a second time. Maybe. And that'll, that'll clear it up for me. Maybe in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> no, you must listen not, to not it. A month, in, not in a, a month later. Exactly, four weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key demographic window. Just the right time. Shall we move on to the mission of the Virons? Yes. The Doctor and Perry take a holiday on the planet Gristilla Social. Is that right? Gristilla Social. But soon discover they aren't the only time-traveling aliens in town. So this is part four of the... Wait, no, wait, no, wait. Uh, part, uh, part three, three of, of the, the virus no. Um, story no, it's, arc. It's, it's, no, wait. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, four. Wait, wait. Virus theme. <laughs> uh, no, no, wait. Okay, well, yeah, maybe theme. You can almost <laughs> retcon this in your head after the fact to say that those other viruses came from this species and that no, they're going no, off no, to no, deal don't, with those. Don't, don't even try. No. these The only thing they have in common is there's some All sort virus. of virus. With the exception of the wishing box, which if you're going to do anything, you can say the wishing box was another form of a See, virus. I don't think that was supposed to be think, a part of it. I don't think so either. I don't think that was supposed yeah. to be a part of it. I think, we I think that been. was somebody else trying to lump and, it and, in there. And ultimately, I think what we could have done is not we could have gone with the original plan and listened to these out of order because they don't connect in any way whatsoever. No. So not even with Keith over there trying because I don't think that is even the, <laughs> would, even would, the case. Would, would, would you like the outcome of the additional research that I did? Please. Sure. Keith is right. Because there's another audio. Oh, really? Yeah. Where the Virons come back and uh, they allude. Uh, apparently, they don't allude. They come out and say that they're, they're, they're on a continuing, ongoing virus. That this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. And they do go back and connect all those individual ones. According to the research, the, the, the wishing box still doesn't quite fit in as well as they kind of try to make it fit in. Well, so that, because to me it, that it just doesn't work. To me that, <laughs> that that's revert that's retroactively forcing a connection. That's retconning. Yeah. Well, Keith's right. They're retconning. Now the interesting not, thing is, is that patient zero. Yes. Um, the interesting thing is apparently it's alluded to that, <laughs> kind of like Cloverfield, you could say, well, anything fits into this now. Um, it's apparently alluded to that pretty much any virus in the Doctor Who universe could be traced back to this, including the swarm from Invisible Enemy. Which really excited me, even though I'm sure there's no reference in it at all. But, <laughs> uh, so yes, the, even even though this so-called virus strand, it's just a bunch of loose peanuts that somebody or breadcrumbs that somebody threw down on the ground, and then later they went and picked back up the threads. Uh, I don't know if it was intentional. Well, kudos to you for coming up then. With <laughs> I, I apologize for shutting you down if you were close. I, I don't know if it was intentionally was planned only... that way or if it's latter day retconning. But yes, there's I, only like latter, way I could make it fit. It sounds like latter day retconning. <laughs> Had I known that, because when I first got to this, it says this is the final story in the virus strand arc. And I went, what's virus strand art? So then I went and looked it up, and it gave me the three previous ones. So I said, oh, well, let's do those first so that we can, you know. Although, I still contend we could have done any of those in any And I think order. you're right. Yeah. We really yeah. could have. Because they, they, don't, they, don't they don't interconnect in any way until eventually they put them together. And I, I thought maybe we were gonna, there's a line that the, the doctor has in this one. Uh, when he talks to Perry, and he, he, I don't even remember what it is now. I wish I'd written it down. He says something that made me think, oh, that kind of harkens back to 
the first story, but it's like weirdly retroactive. Like this one was set first or something, even though Perry's gone or uh, Aramon's gone. And it, it, the whole thing made it feel like it was meant to fold back on itself, but then it didn't. Uh, so I never got that impression with the yeah. story. Nope. <laughs> um, so again, I don't I think it, that was more playing with their memory than anything else. Uh, well, cause there was kind of a memory theme in, um, what was the first one? Urgent uh, calls. Yeah, urgent yeah. calls. In urgent calls and ID, there was kind of a memory thing going no, on. No, there wasn't an ID. There wasn't. There wasn't. Calls. Oh, you're right. Just in the, just in urgent <laughs> calls. You're right. ID didn't have it. No. And then the wishing box just was the wishing box. Well, and there was one other urban one. myths. Yeah, urban myths. That one had a virus. That one was that definitely one? a virus. Yeah, that, that, had, one, that, yeah. one, that one was a that legit was the one virus. That was because the uh, urgent calls. CIA and... guys had been effect, infected with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Urgent calls and urban myths. Definitely oh, virus and, connections. And it affected their memories. Maybe that's the one I was thinking of. I think that's the one you're thinking of. It did affect the memories because they yeah. remembered things they wrong. They remembered things yeah. differently. Urgent calls was the one that was the telephone call between the two of them. Right. And that was the the spoken, uh, that basically was speech virus, whereas yeah. it's something right. was spoken and then it became, it was transmitted. And, and it gave right. them luck pretty much to get right. in contact. If, yeah. Right. Anyway, had I, had I known that there was another part... I wouldn't have billed this as the virus strand until next week when we'd listen to the final part I see. and then see maybe if it held together. As it is right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think Glenn's right that uh, the virus theme. <laughs> yes. Lo- it's, there certainly is a loose lo- virus lo- theme Loosely there. based yeah. theme. I mean, they all do have a virus. I mean, even this one, they refer to it as a mutagenic virus. So it's... That being said, what'd you guys think of the story? Because I thought it was, it was a bit trippy and actually kind of clever in in a in a weird way. Uh, it having, was very disorienting. Having to have Perry basically remember nothing, go back to memory zero in order to eradicate the virus was an interesting concept. And the fact that she was fighting it because she knew she was not remembering something correctly. Right. So she and then she had to learn back. everything right. in order to actually forget, forget it. it was a nice, nice touch. And I did like the fact that she's the one that unravels the idea that, well, wh- the reason why I'm slipping back is because I'm remembering it. I just, I will now choose to forget. And when she chooses to forget, that ends up being the solution. So I thought that was kind of cool because they they didn't feel like they were going to give on her that, you know, you have to be eradicated if we cannot, you know, solve this. And for her to come up with that and say, well, now if I want to forget it, I can because now I've been let on, let into what's happening here. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was done better on Next Gen. Oh, was that a Next Gen story? I don't remember that. They they stumble across a um, a race of aliens that apparently is very phobic about we don't want to be known, and so they agree to have their memories wiped and they reset all the clocks oh, and the yeah, chronometers. Yeah. Yeah. And Data's the only one that's aware of it, but he's been programmed by Picard or told by Picard ordered not to divulge not to it. Divulge. Oh yeah, but then every there's all this weird stuff like, well, I broke my arm. Why is it set differently? And you know, why are these plants two weeks older than they should be? And so there was all this stuff that they missed when they cleaned it up and. It, they find out the truth, and Picard says, "Well, we screwed up. Let's go back and do it again." So I've already seen it. <laughs> I, I, I still, it's not, quite I, the same. Know, it's not quite the same. No, it's not quite. I the don't same, remember but... the story as well as as you do, but but I had I do remember it now. That you I say think it was that. clues, but I don't think it. I like the fact that Perry's the one that came up with it. 
um, which made me angrier about the first part of this again, <laughs> because being a botanist, why couldn't the doctor... Botanist, that's what I meant. I said biologist earlier. I mean, why, why couldn't the doctor still, have still been... still biology. Why couldn't he have been stuck in the dream and Perry be the one to figure out so even though it's an alien plant and there's this other guy who's the scientist who knows everything there's why couldn't you give perry that moment well, this, that would have been cool the last well, the audio is called where... the audio is called doctor who so <laughs> <laughs> she okay, got botany you... <laughs> stuff to do in that story previously <laughs> she so... did get botany stuff to do in the story pre- i'll give you that one but um yeah no i like the fact that it was perry that kind of figured it out i like the fact that the doctor really is kind of sidelined for this one um yeah uh, that he's you know <laughs> it's apparently just suffering from the uh a hangover <laughs> the pangalactic gargle blast or whatever it was <laughs> and um so so that was cool and i liked the idea of the virons that they unleashed this stuff and are now on a universal well, cleanup mission yeah an accidental release yeah and, yeah that's um, what intrigued me the most about it what this alien species was what they were doing and why they were doing what they were doing and make me want to learn more about them and then I, and if I, you can do that in that one part story that's pretty impressive exactly but then it, then it cheapened the rest of the arc because it's like why couldn't you have put more seeds of that going on that there was some mysterious benevolent force that showed up at the last minute and did it and then revealed that it's these guys that would have been cool that would have been a great easter egg hunt well they kind of did set it up with urgent calls that there was some malevolent force behind it right but again they just didn't pick that they didn't pick that thread back up on the rest of them which you should have yeah 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 and that was the focus although cia uh, malevolent threat <laughs> yeah, but they did. They got it from that's a true threat from us, so, whatever yeah. was happening on that planet. Right. So right. we just didn't know enough about what was going on, on the planet. So as a story, as a one-part story, it, it, it's it's good. As part of this two-part story, I don't think it worked. And as part of this larger virus well, well, arc, it, I don't it, think it worked. Don't. It's a it's a sequel. It's not part of a two-part story. Okay, as a sequel to the two parts. It's a sequel to Mind's Eye because it's right on the heels of it, and they're doing this on. I wouldn't even call it a sequel. It's just the next story in line, really. I mean, has carryover. I think that's the problem is we we so want, just because in our mind the way that Big Finish is structured, we want you know, uh, story number one hundred and two A and one hundred and two B to be. Congruent to each other, but and they're, they, they and don't they're, have to. Well, and they're not, because yeah. obviously at some point in time in between those stories, we do Airman lose Airman. Yeah, so... We don't know why. Well, I never got but, that impression in this story specifically. I got the well, impression... she's just not was, there, She's though, just not so, there. But, but that, well, no, the, they specifically say it at the beginning when he's, you know... Well, when, because when they, they talk into, about in the beginning how she needs a break because of the dreams from previously... Because that was so traumatic, traumatizing on Perry, she oh, needs a break and a holiday, that. and that's why they go to this planet. I thought Araman was was lumped in that explanation as well. I think that could be too. I don't remember. No, oh, I maybe it was at I the end because the, 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 there's a line the in there about Araman, and they make it. They did make it. Uh, now that you mentioned that, I they, they make it sound tragic. That, yeah, that whatever happened is. You know, compounded on with right because there's a lot of talk about the dreams and stuff at the beginning of this story. But anyway, I don't. I don't think that to me these stories don't 
have to be connected at all. So I say I would be careful with saying part two of this. Okay, yeah, that's it's fair. it's the second part of the disc. I mean, if you want to go that far, it it works as a one part story. Okay. There you go. <laughs> it doesn't work as part of the virus arc. Yeah, agreed. Well, even though it is, it's no, this, the most important part me, of the virus to arc. To me, this one works best with the virus arc of all of them. This, if they clean the mess up later, but right. if they don't, then this was just three stories that happenstance had to do with a virus. That's all, all it is right now to me. This was just a theme. And if the wishing box, which you say they try. My understanding again. I, I if I don't they know, try, I the... that that's the that's the glaringly obvious one though that that is in there that yeah. does. I mean, if I if it would just have been urgent calls, um, what was the second one? The CIA one, uh, urban myths, urban, urban myths, myths, and uh, mission of the virus. If it had just been all those three together, not 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 even necessarily together, but you know, in sequence there, I would have gone. Okay, yeah, there's a there's a virus thing here. The problem is they they pluck wishing box right into the middle there towards the end, and then it's like it takes you completely out. So yeah. they would have had to have either planned to really kind of connect them all and say, "Ooh, we kind of threw you off the scent with wishing box," but it does connect, you know. Or later they say, "Well, we're just going to mop that up and make it connect in such a way," and then that 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 kind of falls down for me. Yeah, agreed. Which it looks like they don't resolve this story arc in quotes for quite a while because it's resolved in release number 124 and this is only 102 yeah <laughs> at least 20 and, more releases uh, so like <laughs> two years two years <laughs> to, to, to add insult to injury um there are a whole new group of characters that are it's in, a, introduced it's with charlie and six story. it's a charlie and six story so which we're getting close to being able to actually yeah. get to that. <laughs> we're getting there. To Charlie and Six, anyways. We're getting there. But that wasn't in the main range? No, it is it's in the, the main, main range, range. But it's just, we're going to have Did we to... skip it? No, it's 124. It's down the ways. Oh, I thought we were done with Charlie and... and... We're done with Charlie and Eight. eight. Oh, it's Charlie, Charlie and Six. six. I'm sorry, that's, six. that was the missing piece there of the puzzle <laughs> there. Sorry, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, no, well, because we had... Because we fell in love with <laughs> the sound of Paul McGann's voice, we kind of blew through a good chunk of the well, and you were really eight audios hyped right, to get right. to the adventures. And, and then I realized that when she leaves and goes up with six, that we couldn't get to any of those until we finished up some of these other right, ones. Right, right. And so we including evil and yeah. But then we can't finish Although off. We're, we're close to we're close to that. that but then yeah. we and can't, we're close to the end of Aramim. We can't finish off Evelyn until we finish up some Ace and Hex stuff. So it, it kind of all compounded right, that right. I scheduled inappropriately. Is basically what it comes down to. Thanks for dragging out all of my failings <laughs> on the podcast, guys. Sort of what it. we should do from here on out is not try to stick companions with companions anymore, and probably, yeah, do, probably do stuff do it in release yeah. order. Yeah, do them in order. Maybe I don't know. We've been jumping all over the place. If they jump all over the place while we're going in release order, then it's not to screw Keith up no. any at all now. He's 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 steeped well enough in Doctor Who, I think, to figure things <laughs> I, out. I, I suppose there's that. Especially once we finish up the uh, Baker era, <laughs> Tom Baker era. Because they don't tend to jump around as much with the companions, the, their original companions. If it's an Aramem story, it's pretty much right. through the line. They yeah. don't jump around with Aramem. Right. They don't jump around with evil, uh, except for when they jump jump out of the main range into some of the side stuff they do. Yes. But. Which there are, yeah, yeah. 
there's some of that coming up that's like, oh, really? <laughs> Where is this supposed to fit? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, we're trying too hard. Yeah, like of all the shows, Doctor Who. Yeah, let's be continuity on this. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do these in order. What were you thinking? I don't know. <laughs> it's all right. We've been doing fine so far. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Glenn. Yes. I feel marginally better now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, next week, uh, or later this week on the schedule, uh, yeah. our book review for Lethbridge Stewart, A Very Private Haunting, by Sharon Bidwell. That will be episode number 377. Uh, we go back to Big Finish for 378 with number 96 in the main range, Valhalla. And the Titan Comics miniseries, Ghost Stories, number one through four, because it's only a four-part arc, at least, that we're aware of, Torchwood. And then, um, <laughs> I don't know if enough people bought Ghost Stories to continue it. Uh, n- now's the one, if you've been kind of thinking maybe you should write some feedback, 379, that's the one you want to get it in on, uh, because we are going to talk WhoBots. WhoBots? WhoBots. Uh, basically, uh, robots within Doctor Who. Now, there's, there's a couple of caveats here. We're not talking cyborgs, so there's no Cybermen and no Daleks. What about Cybermen after the organic compounds are dead? No Cybermen or Daleks. No Cybermen or Daleks. <laughs> we are not discussing those lifelike humanoid robots because that's an android, at least according to the rules of Doctor Who universe. So any of those that are, uh, you know, duplicates that uh, become, you know, the doppelgangers of the Doctor and replace them, and we're not going to do any of that. So specifically, we're thinking the uh, the, the, the kind of uh, clunky ones. We're thinking Chumblies. And crotons. The Crotons. Quarks, the Quarks. The War Machines. Mechanoids. Vox Robots. Uh, uh, mechanoids, which K9. We, we even got the K- K9, K1. Um, Did you ask if we've even gotten the mechanoids? Gotten oh, yeah, yeah, mech- yeah. That was in the, the, the those are the round the chase. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, so you know, <laughs> they're not round, chameleon. They're, they're like uh, multi sided Okay, side. chameleon brings up an interesting conundrum, doesn't he? He's a robot, but he he's becomes not a an doppelganger. Android. That's just because he can change. Well, well but he's not. I don't think he's designed to be an android, though. He's designed to be a robot that shapeshifts. Okay. So I think he's a robot. I'll allow it. But we're Tesser- gonna... What about the Tesseract, then? I'll allow it. Right. That's a ship, so yeah. Now, technically, it's a ship, not a yeah, robot. It's not a robot. So, okay, that, that won't count. It's a vessel. I'd have to go back and watch that <laughs> to be sure. But you, you get the idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so so uh, get your feedback in now so that you can talk about what your favorite is or which ones suck. Or... Is that what we're doing? Is we're that, that's the whole discussion topic. We're talking, or... yeah, just we're going to talk about robots and Doctor oh. Who and how they're presented. And well, if I don't have some direction, them. I want to know what to talk about. So, What would you like to talk robots about? Robots is directed. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have robots direct you. And Sean, we trust. I don't know why after all this time. <laughs> 376 episodes, you'd think you'd have learned something. Six years of this, Glenn, but no. Um, what would you like to discuss? How would you like to discuss it? <laughs> no, I'm well, serious. I, um, let's do... Do you, no. do, you want to, do you want to discuss favorites, or do you want to talk more about... Well, it sounds like if you're going to do let's free do for all, we ranking. can... No, we're not doing no, it. We're not doing it. <laughs> because we know what you would put at number one, and that's, that's the end of it. I just don't no, know no, how much we, Glenn we, loves to rank things. You know what? I, let's let's come in and do robots, and then I won't have to build any charts throughout the week to get my brain in the right concepts. And, okay. 
Well, you've got three weeks to think about it if you really want <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Right. You, you can go look up some... Uh, if I'm not making charts and infographs, I won't have anything to talk about. You, you, you can look up some infographs. Oh, yes, I could do that. Maybe we can discuss how the robot is presented in Doctor Who as compared to other science fiction. That would be a good comparison. Because you've got, like, droids in Star Wars, which are not Doctor Who robots, and you've got, you know... Cylons in Battlestar, which are not Doctor Who robots. They, they, Doctor Who robots kind of carve out a specific sci-fi niche, yeah. I think. I think so. <laughs> okay, well, you'll be that's, doing a lot of the talking because I think they're just all robots. <laughs> that's the way I'm going with They're all it. different functioning robots. but Yeah. Okay, I'm looking Do- Do- Doctor Who robots are much more along the lines of, like, silent running robots. <laughs> they look like radios and they kind of waddle. <laughs> Well, they're, they're what on the you, robot. They're what a lot of times they're what you think of the B film robots is what they are. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. All right. Except for quarks. What else? That it? Uh, that takes us up through the uh, end of the month. And uh, for those that are interested, yes, finally, officially. Well, that's not official yet because it hasn't been printed, but uh, uh, or posted. We're printing them. <laughs> we gonna start a mailing list. I, I print them. I have it's a like notebook old at school. home. <laughs> Traveling the vortex fanzine. Fanzine, yeah. <gasps> um, Sean, that's what this is. <laughs> this is the t- this is the twenty first century version of a fanzine right here. How have we not got How to robots? Twenty second century version. How have we not got to robots? Yes. Um, yes, we're finally, finally. Going to do Trocken. Yes. Keeper of Trocken in May. So. After long last. Because there's not much television left to do. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's with a bit of a heavy heart that I, I'd made that joke that just for to punish you, you were going to have to wait till Trocken. And I even said that maybe we'd do Castrovalva and Legopolis, or Legopolis and Castrovalva first, and then go back and do Trocken just to make you wait, but I'm not going to do that. Um, with We're going to do all three of them and uh, in May, and that will be the end. Uh, well, not of the podcast, hopefully, but uh, <laughs> well, that's what you said. You said you're going to wait till we're done with this podcast. <laughs> it'll be the last episode. The, the, the so. in, we're in end times then. But uh, <laughs> there, other other than missing episodes, and obviously the new season that hasn't aired yet, uh, we will have done a review of every surviving surviving full story. full Doctor Who story that exists. Well, it took us seven and a half years until new stuff comes out. Until new stuff comes out. So if you want to support us, go to our website, TravelingVortex.com. If you want us to continue past the tracking stories and uh, you'd like to keep us on the uh, feeds, uh, you can go to TravelingVortex.com, click on the Patreon link, and um, submit a uh, donation there. Every little bit of it goes right back into this podcast. We should come up with a contest to celebrate the end of days. (laughs) (laughs) Keith, how can they contact us? Uh, While you're on that website, filling out the Patreon information, click over onto the Send Us Feedback tab and just fill that out and hit submit and it'll come right to our inboxes. Anything we need to add before we finish this week's show? When you click submit, make sure that it's about robots. That's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.